Coming to you live from the Chamber of Hunter Studios, this is Haunting You. I'm John Schultz. I'm Keone Hutton. And I'm Leslie Reed. Holy moly, we got through it on the first try. I know. It's a new record. I'm shocked. (laughs) Well done, John. You have no idea how much effort it took to (laughs) make it through that without falling asleep. You you just beat me to it. I wanted to point out to everyone, congratulations (laughs) to John. Welcome back. Thank you. We've missed you. Uh, I think it's completely reasonable to assume that you will not be here on the next one. It's it's going to be kind of a toss-up from episode to episode. Bit, a little bit. Yes, but congratulations on the birth of your son, and how are you feeling? I'm very tired, <laughs> <laughs> but very, very excited. I feel very blessed, but a little little tired, but that's okay. It's, it never changes. It, it, I have been tired for seven years now, so... <laughs> that's what I'm told. Get used to I'm it. I'm told to just get used, get used to, to that. <laughs> Yeah, so if we hear any odd barnyard-type noises, they're probably coming from John, and we'll just mute him and move on. I was going to say, I told you earlier, if you just hear like a thud of something falling on the ground, just keep going. Don't don't concern yourselves. I love it. I love it. Well, John, you are not the only reason that we have to be excited today. We have all kinds of exciting stuff happening in the world of haunting you as well. We are now the official podcast of the Chamber of Haunters. And that is a huge, huge thing for us. And we're very, very excited to be working with the Chamber of Haunters and looking forward to everything that we'll be able to do for each other as we go forward. But I know many of you listeners are probably wondering, what on earth is the Chamber of Haunters? Well, (laughs) there's no way that I could possibly answer that question nearly as well as the special guest that we have brought on to talk about it today. Mr. Rob Knowlton, the chairman of the Chamber of Haunters, is here today to talk about everything that they do. So, Rob, welcome to Haunting You. Thank you very much. I'm glad to be here today. And we are excited to have you. Tell us first uh, a little bit about your haunting background. How'd you get started in haunting? And oh boy, uh, <laughs> <laughs> remember we're, we're shooting for an hour-long <laughs> podcast, right? Um, I'll I'll give you the watered-down version. Like I said, I I as a kid, I had family members who owned a haunted attraction, and we worked on it together for years, for probably about ten, eleven years back in the '90s until early 2000 and it was very popular in my in my area of Pennsylvania we had sort of a niche market because in the county I live in there really wasn't anything the closest was in Lancaster which was Field of Screams or Jason's Woods so that was the closest at least south of us uh north of us you're talking about like sort of Lock Haven and further north in Sailorsburg so we had a niche market I mean we had that sort of central PA Harrisburg area and it grew and grew and grew just as a family-run attraction did really well. The problem that we had was that on our farm, we could not keep people off of it. We had a lot of damage from people trying to trash it throughout the year, Aww. destroying the sets that we couldn't take down. Mm-hmm. We spent a lot more money in repairs versus in recreation, trying to make it better. People still loved it, but you know how the haunted attraction industry works. If you're not constantly changing things up, it becomes stale. Keep and fresh, yeah. Yeah, and we just, we couldn't, I mean, we made it somewhat fresh, but not as much as we had desired to. Mm-hmm. And after about 11 years, we sat down as a family and just came to the unfortunate realization that uh, as profitable and fun as it was, we were spending just way too much money in repairs because of people that, you know, unfortunately would trash it, which is a sad thing. It's, I guarantee it still happens today, but we just couldn't, we couldn't deliver what we thought we needed to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with spending money repair so the difficult decision was to unfortunately close down 
So then I had a small stint where I didn't, I wasn't as involved. I mean, I'd still go to certain things here and there, like attractions to visit, but I wasn't as involved. Then I, after a couple year stint, I was actually at Field of Screams and with some friends and I, and I wanted to own an attraction again. And I was like, what, what's, what's the next best thing? You know, I didn't have any land at the time. Like, what's the next best thing? And I sort of jokingly said, well, I could write and review them, <laughs> you, know, just, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, you know, 12 years ago, I'm like, oh, well, I can just write and review people. But I'm like, who does that? You know, like, like no one's going to take that seriously. <laughs> and so I I was like, but I'm going to give it a shot. And from there, I went to Phil Screens, Bates Motel, Jason's Woods. Those were the ones who gave me my first opportunity to do that. And from there, it blossomed from three in my first year to the most I had was like 25 in a season. Wow. Um, yeah, it was, I was busy. Um, <laughs> yeah. and I was doing it by myself. <laughs> so it was hard because I'm one person like it could send a group here and a group there. And, but then it, we turned it, I called the organization, the haunt Raider. So I started it 12 years ago. There's now, um, three of us, four of us that, that are now involved and it has turned more into a community service organization. We went from doing, uh, we still do ratings and reviews, but, um, we provide a lot of free marketing for a lot of attractions, um, opportunities to help and give back. We really feel like we want to give back. So a lot of our own money has gone into this without getting mm-hmm. really much back, anything back um, because we're trying to, to help attract or trying to help the industry. So then now going into to, to present today, I'm a haunted attraction owner. Again, I own a, a unique haunted attraction. It's a hybrid. It's half haunted attraction, half escape room. It's called Steampunk Haunt. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, nice. very, very uh, different because we didn't want to follow the genre of everybody else. Not that everybody mm-hmm. else has the same, but you know, there's only so many things you can pick from. <laughs> you know, you're yeah. limited. <laughs> so sure, we didn't want to do the the same things as everybody else. And we looked around the country. We didn't really didn't see really anybody other than one maybe attraction that their whole entire attraction was based around the steampunk. And I've always been interested in that genre. So <laughs> um, I took it and ran with it, and it's gone really well it's not a big haunt it's a small haunt attraction but we we were growing and it's going really well uh now getting into the chamber of haunters I, i'll make sure i keep this quick for you too i'm sure you don't want to hear me talk the whole time but as far as the chamber of haunters goes so uh, about three four years ago I, I was getting a little frustrated because i had a lot of attractions that were telling me they wish that they could find one organization that's sort of not only provide them with benefits, but where they felt like they were a family, where it wasn't just cliques or or just certain groups. You know, there are, it's almost like high school. You, know, you have a group over here, a group over there. You're in one high school, but you have 25 different groups of people. And once again, I, I want you to understand, I'm not bashing any organizations that are out there that have already made themselves. That's And I'm not going to name any. That's not what it's about. We're not out there to compete with others. But we wanted, instead of, we got through so many years, we kept saying, well, let's just wait. I'm sure somebody will step up, you know. And we kept waiting and waiting. People would still complain to me about, I wish, I wish, I wish. And so I finally was like, you know, why am I waiting? I have a business background. I have my own business. I'm used to starting things and getting them going. I'm like, why don't I just do this and see what happens? So I decided I wanted to create more of a chamber of commerce for the haunted attraction industry. That would be nationwide. And that's where the Chamber of Haunters started. Actually, I had originally called it the Haunters Association, but it was just too close to, you know, every other organization. You have the West Coast sure. Ohio yeah. Honors. Yep. So it, just, it was hard to distinguish. And when we, I sat down again, I was like, we need something that totally 
puts us out much different than any other organization that shows that we're unique and different. While we may offer some things that are the same, we offer other things that are different. And that's where we came up with the Chamber of Honors, um, making it a we claim to be that that home for all honors. It doesn't matter where you come from, who you are, why you are, where you are, what, you know, whatever. It, it's it, it's a home for everybody. We're talking staff members, actors, fans, haunted attractions, small, medium, large, uh, charity haunts, yard haunts, home haunts. Doesn't matter. It's fantastic. And, and yeah, it's just and it's it's grown. I mean. We've been around. We're going into our second year here shortly, and it's gone. It's gone really well. Uh, unfortunately, the pandemic didn't help. Uh, <laughs> up until that point, we ended yeah. up taking a different route. Um, instead of doing a lot of promotions during that year, we spent more time helping, trying to help our members in different ways, providing educational content, uh, different things to help, resources to help them, whether they opened or not, just things to to give them more meat during this this trying time in 2021 even though the pandemic will most likely still be around we are going to focus more on recruiting and and bringing others on board because that's how we're going to be able to grow it and provide more content and get more ideas and more thoughts because we we don't believe in just the board doing everything we want the members to be a part of it we want the members to help the organization to grow we're Mm -hmm. just here to Mm -hmm. make sure it, it stays on its two legs we want everybody else to be the ones that put the meat on the backbone, so to speak. And so that's why we, we believe we set ourselves apart. We're not just looking at the board to do everything. We're just here to hold it together while everybody else puts the energy and time in with us to make this thing grow. And so we really believe in being a family. That's our biggest thing. I just That's why we created this. We really wanted to, to have an organization that teaches respect, care for one another. It doesn't matter if you're big or small. And just working with each other versus working against each other. That whole concept of competition makes no sense in my mind. We're not a re- retail outlet. You know, right. it's not like we're a gas station where you have one on one corner, one on the other, and you have a penny difference and you're trying to fight for all the customers coming down the road. I mean, if someone goes to your attraction once in a year, like I said, I'm the kind of person anyway, I won't go to the same one all 30 days of its opener every weekend. I want to see. Other ones. I want to see, okay, this one was good. Let's see if there's any other ones that are good. And my hope is that we can teach a lot of our members and our attractions, and a lot of them believe this anyway, but we want to promote this, that if yours is good, tell everybody about the other ones. You know, let's let's help the other people out, vice versa. You know, they should be pushing them to you and saying, hey, if you like what you saw here, 20 minutes down the road is another good one. Exactly. And so – that's what we're trying to promote uh, with the Chamber of Honor. So once again, I know that was a long feel of my life, but I believe it or not, that is the watered-down version of 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. Yeah, but what really strikes me when we were talking before the podcast, and you said it again here, was your focus on trying to get haunters to collaborate because there's only so many customers out there, but those customers are going to want to go probably to every single haunt that they can. And there is absolutely no need for us to be competing with each other because hunters are not going to go to the same one over no. and over again. Or well, fans and, and, and are not going to go to the same one. The half the fun is not just, you know, okay, I'm going to go to one. But if you're really a, a haunt fan, you're going to go to a whole bunch of them anyway because totally. that's what that's where the fun is, is to go see, you know, what is this group doing? What is this group doing? You know, what have they, they changed up? You know, oh, we just, you know, I want to take my kids around, so I'm going to go find a bunch of yard haunts in my neighborhood. Yes. Um, to, you know, to take them around, to go show them and include them. So it's it's really an industry that is designed but doesn't operate mm-hmm. for collaboration. 
Correct. Well, and that and, I mean, if you think about it, in, in all the years that we could prove our worth to the nation, to the world, 2020 was definitely the year. No you know, doubt. I mean, because people are like, you know, <laughs> when you think about it, people are like, oh, it's, these aren't necessary businesses or they're not, you know, whatever they Essential, call them. Essential, yeah. Not, yeah, you know what I'm saying. So this year I feel like we proved our worth, especially with those that opened. I, I understand if some couldn't open because, you know, some can't social distance, some can't sanitize. I mean, there's a lot of different things. So, but for the ones that opened, I think they definitely helped in proving that out of, if there was ever a time to prove our worth. Uh, as far as mm-hmm. what we do and what we give to people, this was the year because, I mean, I would go to attractions. Mine was only open for a couple of nights, but on the off nights, I would go to other ones and visit other owners that, that are part of the chamber or aren't even part of the chamber and visit with them. And I could see people needed it you know, mm-hmm. after being mm-hmm. stuck mm-hmm. inside totally. or quarantining or being stressed or sad or depressed. This was their relief. Yeah, yeah. And so – I visually saw, not only heard, but saw just how important our industry is to people. Uh, and I don't think people understood that. I mean, people would come, but I think we, as an industry, we were taken advantage of until this year, until we finally were able to show, hey, we are necessary. We provide a relief from, I'm sorry, the crap that happens <laughs> not just in 2020, but in everyday life. Yes. I mean, yeah. you, know, you go to work and you have a bad day, and from September to November – you have the opportunity to go relieve that stress without doing something really stupid or bad. Right, <laughs> right, right. You, know, you can find a good, wholesome way to do that. And getting scared, sorry, is, for me at least, one of the best ways to relieve that stress. Yeah, you know, Sometimes I won't put my fist through a wall, but the better way is to go get scared. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, you know, it's just, we have that opportunity, and I feel like we proved it, and I think this is going to prove uh, to be a opportunity for us in the future to not only continue to show our worth, but – to show, like like we're talking about, how we can work together, especially in the good and the bad, to help others. Because once again, even when the pandemic eventually someday ends, stress isn't going to go away. Yeah. Uh, yeah. People are still going to have their stresses, and that's why we need to work together, not against each other. So it saddens me when I see attractions trying to hurt other ones, or attractions trying to help, trying to force others to close their doors or take business away. Because it's like if you do that. Uh, you're, you're hurting your economy. You're hurting your market. That money's not floating around in multiple areas. It's only floating through yours. And unfortunately, you're not spending that kind of money in that kind of, in that much as much as everybody else is in that market. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, the more attractions we have, not that we want one in every house, but you know, the more attractions we have, <laughs> you know, we could. You know, I got everybody, well, trust me, I have people come through mine and say, I this. I'm like, well, that might not be necessarily a good thing, but you know, because then nobody be coming. <laughs> but, yeah, there's that. Um, you know, so there, I mean, there's too much good too. But you know, overall, if we work together, we can definitely make a difference for people, not just in these. Terrible, terrible times, but in the future when times are even good, but still stressful. And I think I, I agree. I think especially, I mean, you see all this, these things on social media of people, you can't do your normal trick-or-treating. You can't do your normal haunted house of people, how creative our industry can be yeah. of just people ad- adapting. To the the restrictions and everything. It's been so cool to see. Yeah, and Mm -hmm. we totally saw it this year. So this 
I had just moved to Maryland last year, didn't have time to set up a haunt. So this year was really our first time setting up in the midst of COVID. Mm-hmm. And so we trashed our original plan for a walkthrough and we set up a drive by with projections and um, broadcasted to the radio. So people could drive by, hear everything, see their, see the ghost stories. But I could not believe how many people came out. It was overwhelming at times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I could, and I think it's exactly what we were saying. People were looking for that something to do. We've been cooped up for all of this time. Hey, check us out. It's sight. It's safe. It's fun. Let's go do it. And so right? uh, we're trying to capitalize it on again for Christmas time, setting up a Christmas display and um, and try to bring people out yeah. again. That's what uh, that. Well, believe it or not, that's what I'm doing at, at, at my place too. Like so I have on my property is where I do the haunted attraction uh-huh. and. We're also setting up a light display for Christmas. We yes, have that's exactly what we're doing. I just actually right before the podcast, I finished <laughs> setting up the lights, so it's all ready to go. Nice. And we have certain nights where, and, and unfortunately, we don't have it synced to the radio, but we do have a box that uh, we purchased that comes with certain lights, and it plays music, and mm, we can play yeah. through that. We can play our own, and it plays mm-hmm. for the neighborhood, but. I've had people walk by and say, oh, wow, this is really nice. I told them, I said, hey, well, this is a nice thing we're trying to do for the neighborhood because they really liked having the attraction around. I thought, well, maybe we should do something for Christmas, too. And and like like John said, you know, this is where we can sort of show our creativity, not just in one time of the year, but all year long. We can be creative and find ways to still give back and not just one time a year. And I think we're seeing that in the industry, that we're finding ways to become year-round, whether it's haunters or, or creators – uh, either way, mm-hmm. we're trying to find a way to become more year-round in what we offer to people because, mm-hmm. obviously, in my opinion, I feel like we're the most creative people out there <laughs> because we, we have to do crazy <laughs> stuff that people don't think of. And we're blowing minds all the time, and we've got to find a way to get through pandemics that that ways that nobody else is thinking of. I mean, yep. we, we're finding yep. all these unique ways to survive and thrive in a world that's really trying to, you know, pound it all on top of us. So. Yeah, it, it's. It, I'm doing the same thing here, and like I said, I I think the more we do that as an industry, find those ways to bring smiles, relief. I once again will continue to prove our worth as an industry mm-hmm. to everybody else, which will just help the industry grow and, no, and totally. bring more mm-hmm. in. Where do you see Chamber of Haunters going this next year? That's a great question. Uh, we've talked about that as a board. We really do foresee. Like I said, it depends on how obviously how worse or better. The pandemic gets, but we are going to be pushing more promotions this year. Uh, so we do have a lot of content as far as, as benefits that we offer. We will be adding things we hope to in 2021. But like I said, we'll be spending more time in 2021 boosting our efforts to reach out to individuals and have people join the chamber. I do foresee it grow. I mean, in 2021, I do foresee a struggle still with the pandemic because it's it's hard for us to go out and tell people, well, here, pay a membership when they're trying to get by, you mm-hmm, know, and mm-hmm. once again, sure. we understand that. And that's why we didn't push it in 2020 too much because we, we just had a hard time asking people, even though it's not really in a year, it's not a lot of money because, I mean, the memberships are as small as $50 a year to as high. I think the highest one is 250 So, I mean, all in all, for a yearly membership, it's really not that expensive. Uh, you you know, if you or can afford, once again, you can afford, you know, something in that once again, it depends on the kind of person you are, if you're an individual, a staff member, a haunted attraction, and what type of attraction. Once again, I mean, that all depends. But once again, we we aren't the ones to say how everybody's finances are going either. We don't know that. And so 
like I said, it may be easy to say, well, just pay 50 bucks and you're good. But some people might struggle even to pay that. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, I do see 2021 as as far as a year's worth of work being a, still of a struggle. I do foresee growth. We have had members join in 2020, so I foresee that to continue in 2021 as we beef up our marketing and push the chamber. But I think once we're out of the pandemic, we'll really start to grow because then people will be released hopefully from that financial strain and mm-hmm. be able to put more effort into it. So I, I think even after that, it's going to be hard because people are trying to get back what they've lost. But I do foresee the growth because, like I said, even in 2020, we did have a membership growth. It went really well. I was actually surprised because I didn't really expect a whole lot just because of that. But it surprised me. I mean, I'd have you know times where all of a sudden I saw people just joining and I hadn't done any push for it. No marketing, not no ads, just we spent more time on – helping our members and all of a sudden we'd have a couple people join in a month. I'm like, awesome. Word of you mouth. Know, like, Word of mouth. Yeah. yeah right? that's it's, awesome. it's a big thing. I do see it growing. Um, <clears throat> like I said, I think the next year will be slower just because of the pandemic. Cause even the government says they expect it to last one more year, but mm-hmm. I do mm-hmm. foresee still growth. And once we get out of it, I do see that rise because a lot of people I've talked to, even the ones that can't afford it right now or are trying to just wrap their head around everything going on have told me they see the value and they want to be a part of an organization where they feel like they're at home, where mm-hmm. it's it's mm-hmm. not it's not just an organization but a family. And I think that's what's more what just as important as an organization is that you can come and I, I've told everybody this, you know, when they meet me, a lot of people I'll talk to them for the first time, and I know a lot of organizations, not just in the Honda industry but in in business, you know, you might talk to one of the top people, but then after that you're talking to somebody at, at a smaller level. And I told people, I said, with me, I'm a chairman. I don't look at it as a position of rank. I look at it as a service opportunity. So I want people to always feel free to talk to me. I mean, when I meet people, I give my phone number and say, hey, anytime you need me. I said, we do have regional chairs. We do have our, our you know, executive board. But I said, you know, we're all the same way. If you need any one of us, we're all here to help. We're not sort of hiding behind a screen like the Wizard of Oz and pulling the strings. <laughs> We're down in the thick of it with everybody else. I think, once again, that's what we enjoy and that's what sets us apart is that we are just like everybody else. We're just trying to have a place that everybody can call home and grow together and and feel like if they're going through a hard time, they have somewhere to turn, that they're not alone in this effort. They don't have to feel alone. They don't have to walk alone. So, yes, I do see the growth. I see things going in a good direction. I think people are starting to see the worth of the organization, too. Yeah, so I think it'll go well as we head into the future. Yeah, I saw some some neat things that you were doing this year on your website. It looks like you had a webinar uh, on social distance haunting. Can you talk a little bit about how how those work and? Yeah, so we we have um, what we call our partners, who we who we organizations that we find and, and just like yourself, we we partner with. Haunt pays one of them. They are one of our exclusive partners as well. So we, we promote them as far as ticketing goes. I mean, once again, anybody can use any ticketing service they want. We don't ever force anybody because you're a member, you have to use this. But we we do promote Haunt Pay within. That's the only one we really promote. Now, we'll, we'll tell people, hey, there's other ones out there, and we'll tell them which ones. I'm not afraid to tell them. But we promote Haunt Pay. They're the ones that are, are have joined in our efforts and have believed in us, so we, we promote them. But they, they put on a lot of uh, different discussions and platforms, and so we, we use that as a way to help and that was one of the ones that he that they had put on and we promoted and we were there for it and 
it was like I said, it was a good opportunity to help people understand because once again, I think as we got into this, now I think we have a greater idea whether you opened or not. I think people have a greater idea of how they need to operate in 2021 because mm-hmm. I, I think now as we get into 2021, if the pandemic is still around in that time frame in the next haunt season, uh, I, I'm thinking the same people whether they open or didn't open, everyone's going to have to open because to shut down for two seasons, that's Almost like death, death knell. Yeah. 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 I mean, you, I don't know yeah, many people sure. that can say they can come back from a two-year loss. I mean, I'm not saying you can't. So don't take me wrong. I don't want people to be like, well, I'm going to challenge that. Show you. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I'm going to challenge that. I'm going to come back in year three. Um, I mean, that was a challenge. That's what you're able to do. But I think a lot of those who didn't open, and even those who did. Are, have learned so much from either watching other people or doing it themselves and saying, okay, this is how it needs to happen and it is possible to do it and do it safely. But I think a lot of people are going to have to open and we do plan on having more th- opportunities and educational learnings like this as we head into 2021 to prepare people so that way those who did open have even greater resources and those who didn't can have more confidence in understanding, hey, this is what I need to do to open safely and securely in 2021 and get through this pandemic, but still open, not have to mm-hmm. keep the door shut. And so we look forward to that. And like I said, this was one of those seminars that talked about that, how to social distance, you know, what measures, precautions to take, you know, how to make sure that you're doing uh, doing the right, you know, sanitization methods and what you need to have on hand uh, versus what you shouldn't be doing. So like I said, we're going to make sure that we have more seminars like that, whether it's from us as the organization or our partners such as Haunt Pay or Standout, who is our web designer. Uh, like I said, they're wonderful as well. They, they've been great. I met uh, the gentleman I'm working with, Steve is his name. I met him years ago uh, in New York at an attraction called Fright World, and now he's part of uh, – he's one of the people who runs uh, Standout Advertising, and, and they come on as an exclusive partner, and they've been wonderful. They take care of our website and, and help us in many ways. So like I said, we're just we're grateful for all our partners, including now – uh, haunt, uh, haunting you. Uh, we're grateful because, like I said, we feel like we're adding to our family. Once again, not just adding to the organization, but truly feel like we're adding to our family. And that's something we've always believed. Like, even as an individual, I've never just believed family was those who are blood. I believed family was those who you brought into your family. Yeah. Um, and so that's the same kind of theory. I like it. Feeling I brought into the organization is that if you join this family, you're part of my family now. And that means I take care of you. Um, and that's what's important is that we can take care of each other. And that's what I think will make a difference in our not only our survival, but our ability to thrive and succeed. I love it. Can you give us any sneak yeah. peeks into the educational webinars you have coming up this year? Yeah. So we had a few. We had some for beginner haunts because, once again, we, I've had, we have a lot of people who have joined who are starting or looking to start, and they need direction. And there's not a whole lot out there as far as content on how to start. I mean, there is a great, uh, if you, I'm sure you've heard of Brian Foreman. He does the Hunter's Toolbox. Mm, yep. um, he provides a lot of insight. But as far as like books or materials, other than that, there's really not a whole lot out there. I myself have bought a book. I, I honestly, I don't have it on me, so I can't tell you what it is. But uh, I bought a book that I've used for some time. Uh, that, that's the only book I found in the industry that was actually written to talk to beginner haunts. But we decided we needed to make sure we had content to give to our members. And so we worked through, we created PowerPoints, we created presentations, and they're all in our members section of our, our website. 
for all our members. We have other webinars where we've done where we have people who have done live classes, filmed live classes on air air paint, airbrushes, uh, air painting, nice. stuff like that. Nice. Uh, you know, for beginners, yeah. you know, stuff like that. Uh, on my list of skills to learn. Things, just whatever we, we tell people, whatever we can think of. If anybody says, hey, can we have a webinar on this? We'll create it. So it's not all about just, you know, being like, well, we don't have it. You'll have to wait. Like if someone says, hey, I need to learn this, we reach out to everybody in our organization or anybody in the industry who's willing to create the content and say, hey, we have members who are in need of this content. We Can you help us create this? And bam, and we get it. And we put it on there and we send out our email and say, hey, this is available. Go check it out. So like I said, we have stuff for beginners. We have stuff for those who have been in for years as far as safety procedures, protocols, policies, rules, you know, what they should, what they, sh- what they should or should not allow, what they should or should not have, you know, what things to watch for, especially with customers, you know, as far as safety and security goes, because we want everybody to be safe and secure as well. I mean, and there's ways to look for that in people, you know, cause mm-hmm. you've all experienced it. You get the drunk person that walks in yeah. and you're like, sorry, but can't be here to like, bring in the alcohol or, you know, or you have someone who's acting funny and you're suspicious and it's like, well, how do I, how do I say this without offending somebody? <laughs> it's like sometimes you just, you have to just do it. You know, that's what it comes down to. But we once again, in a lot of the content we're creating, we're trying to teach people how to do that with confidence and 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 doing it right. Right. You know, you don't want to just assume and really truly offend somebody, even though you probably will. But you you want to make sure you're making the right decision based mm-hmm. off of the signs and signals. So once again, we we have content for new beginners, for people who've been in for a while, for staff for actors like i said we're trying to bring on more actor content as well just so because once again we want to appeal to everybody not just the owners themselves but everyone you know from fans to to staff to management you know how to manage a haunted attraction you know not just own it but you know if you get asked to become a manager the, the, day, to, the day-to-day stuff yeah <laughs> yeah you know and, and the different types of managers you know being an actor manager and we're trying to teach also owners about management opportunities to to create because once again you may not be able to afford to pay all your staff as you grow maybe you're not at that point yet but what are ways that you can help to promote it and and that's the one thing i've taught is you know give people opportunities to grow with you mm-hmm. that's about the management you know and once again that makes them feel like part of the family right uh, right and i think that's the biggest thing is if you make people feel like they're truly a part even if they're not getting paid or if it's very small or minor they all want to be a part of it for years to come. I mean, I know charity haunts that their whole staff is volunteer and they give 100% to charity, but people will come back year after year to be a part of these attractions. And so it it's, it's really goes to show that my, at least that theory that I have is 100% correct. If you show them that you want them and care about them and their ideas matter and their, their skills and abilities that they have matter and you're looking to hone in on them, that will make them want to be there year after year as long as you treat them well. So, you know, like I said, there's many different uh, opportunities we're trying to create as far as content to make sure our members are taken care of and we're giving back to them. And it's funny because Rob mentioned the the paying the staff. Kay, I, I seem to be missing my last 74 paychecks. Do you know anything about that? <laughs> uh, you were paid in pizza pretty consistently, and uh, if you didn't read your contract closely enough, then that's your fault. I say pizza, candy, and we did offer you beer. There was beer involved. So I, I think you have been paid up, sir. You've been paid well. Huh? Nice. <laughs> all right, I just wanted to make sure that was addressed. That's all. 
Um, and with that, I think this is an excellent time to take a break. So we will be right back. If you can, just because I'm, I'm sure Leslie's, you, you missed her like face lighting up <laughs> when you mentioned <laughs> the steampunk hot. Can you tell us a little bit more about about that? Yeah, so my family had, a, you know, the, our family haunted attraction. It was Rudy's Haunted Hayride, and it was it went really well. And like so when I finally started to start, when I had partnered with a previous attraction that was also sort of near me, but the biggest problem that I kept having was. We just we 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 wanted to go different directions. He he was and once that's not a problem. But I just I wanted to do more of the Honda attraction. He was looking to do more getting like virtual reality kind of stuff and okay. and escape rooms themselves and that's fine. Uh, mine's a hybrid, but I wanted to still remain in the Honda attraction industry and I think he does too. But he just he had a lot of ideas and I just said look I said I'm still willing to help because that's the kind of person I am. But I want, I have a different idea and I'm really excited about it. And he was like, well, go, you know, go for it. I understand. And so, like I said, we, we parted, but on amicable terms, like I said, it wasn't anything bad, but I just, I really had an exciting idea and he wasn't, like I said, we had different ideas of how to go about it. And so that's why I decided to turn my own property into it. And I, I kept thinking, what's something unique? You know, that was my biggest thing when I started this. I, I wanted to be different because I, I know it's so hard in this industry because when you talk about horror or Halloween, I mean, there's only so many genres within that that have not ever been touched sure, or have right, lightly been right. touched. <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, you go everywhere, you see Jason, you see Freddy. I mean, you know, <laughs> they're the staples. I mean, you see on almost every, not every, but a lot of the tracks. All the places, yeah. You gotta yeah. Admit, yeah, so it's hard. And, I mean, you have different themes. You have the pirate theme, you have the alien theme, you have, you know, you have different themes. So, once again, within the horror genre, there's only so many themes, once again, that have not been touched. And so I've seen steampunk at some attractions, but not the whole thing. Just mm-hmm. a part here, a small part here, a small part there, but never the whole entire attraction. I said to myself, I've always been intrigued by steampunk, just that genre and the style. It's almost like that old Victorian kind of thing, and I just, I have an old soul. So it, it, was, <laughs> it worked for me. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to do this. Now, let me tell you the funny thing about this. My wife... <laughs> Has has never really been into this part. I mean, she's going to haunted attractions since she was younger, but now in her older age, um, we're the same age, but in our, you know, not that we're old, but older age, she has sort of like gotten more scared of things, and so it's become harder for her. And so, um, and honestly, doing what I've done for the last twelve years, just the last twelve years, I I I, I, I say to my wife, I tell her she's a widow from September. Until November. Yeah. Uh, between work and doing Kay's like, yeah. Yeah. Hot widows. Yeah, she's like, I know that. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, so that so that's how that's worked. But the the interesting part was she never was really on for me having a, an attraction until this year when I finally started to do it. And I when I started building it all by myself, like everybody in my family would say, oh, we'll help, we'll help. Then when it come down to it. And not that they didn't want to, but they were tired, and I and I was too. But you know, mm-hmm. my my wife works hard as a mother, so once again, I can't blame her. And my kids, you know, they're kids, so they they have a lot of energy. But when it comes to wanting to build stuff, that's not where their energy. Not is. Not so you know. helpful. Yeah. Yes, you know. So um, <laughs> I couldn't harness it in that on that fashion. So I was out there, and as they saw it come together, it was like they lit up and realized, 
that I had something, you know, that obviously I wasn't just throwing up some walls and hoping something would work. It was, I had my ideas. I knew what I wanted. And uh, when I opened it, it was a success. I mean, I didn't expect it to be as successful. I thought maybe just a few people in the first year, because I didn't do a whole lot of marketing. I just wanted to get, I, I took me like a month and a half to every day to build it. And I realized next year I'm going to start like three or four months in advance, at least on the building part. I like so I have certain things that are already in place, so it's just a matter of bringing them out. But there's certain things that take time, and especially by myself, I need to allow myself more time, so I'm not down to the wire. But anyway, that's how it started. Just I I couldn't think of what idea I wanted to do, but I knew I wanted to do something like that. And finally, I said, you know, steampunk. I'm like, I looked and did research, and there's only one in the whole nation I could find that actually, you know, did steampunk. And I thought, well, hey, I'll take that. If it's just one other one. I'll take it. It's not 20 or 30 or 40. It's just mm-hmm. one. That at least as far as a whole haunted attraction, not just a part, but the whole right. thing. So that's that's how we, we started it and it went really, really well. And uh, like I said, it's taken off. And I guess now we've gotten sponsors and people who want to work with us, which has been great. Uh, we donate uh, we donate our, our money to charity as well. We have a charity called the Huntington House. It's a local one just the next county over, but it's a it's a, a an organization that actually um, provides and helps people who have been victims of domestic abuse. <clears throat> um, so uh, you know, and 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 so I, I I not to get personal, but I can relate to that. I uh, my mother and I we had a situation like that growing when I was a kid. So it's it's a subject that's near and dear to my heart. So I wanted to give back in that way, and that organization was indeed and. There's always people in need, unfortunately, in, in that area, which is sad, but it, it's true. So we give our proceeds to help them. Plus, and like I said, with my Christmas thing, we have outside our porch, uh, along with our presentation that we give, we have a tree on the porch. It's called the Giving Tree. And we ask people when they come to see the light show and listen to the music that if they'd be willing to donate a gift, a wrapped gift for the Huntington House for these people to give to them at Christmas time. And then about two days before Christmas, we go and deliver it to the Huntington House to give to them. So, oh, very um, cool. yeah, we try to give back. I just, I, I feel very blessed as a human being. I mean, we've been well taken care of. Not that I'm well off or anything, but we, as far as my family, we've, you know, we've we struggled in our beginnings, but we've gotten to a point in our life that I've had to work my buff to get to the point where I can finally give back. I kept saying, if I can just get to this point, I promise I'll give back. And so now that you're like, now I have to. <laughs> you, know? Right. <laughs> you know, you have to. You have to do it. You know, you can't just be like, oh, I, you know, I have buyer's remorse. So, <laughs> so we, we we really give back. So um, we, we've been grateful for that. And so, like I said, that, that's what we're really all about. And, and the steampunk haunt idea, like I said, took off and it's been wonderful. Uh, I just love being able to sort of – my wife loves dressing up with it too and the kids do, which like I said, I didn't expect that to ever happen. So uh, it's really opened up doors even for my family to get involved because they weren't awesome. really wanting to get involved. And now – they want to be a part of it in some form or fashion. So it's made me happy because, like I said, I've been the lone wolf for the, for the last 12 years since I've been married. My wife and my kids haven't had the interest, which, once again, it's okay. Um, but it's a lonely road when you don't have others to share it, but especially yep. when you want those people in your life to share it with you. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's really, like I said, this steampunk idea has actually opened some doors for my family to come together. So it's been a great opportunity. We love it. I love the, the haunt. I love the community, uh, and they love it too. So it's it's 
one continuous round of love. So it's it's all it all works out. So I'm grateful I did it. Like I said, I made the jump. I didn't expect to. Uh, like I said, when I decided to do it, because um, like I said, I had partnered with the other gentleman, and I was just going to do that. But this idea has kept nagging at me, and I said, you know, I just need to do it. You know, I need to take a chance on myself because that was my biggest thing was I, I, my family had already been successful, but I just didn't know if I could do it. And I was like, why do I doubt that? I mean, if we just put our our minds to it, any of us can do stuff. It's just we have to be willing to make those leaps and jumps in life to do it. And mm-hmm. <clears throat> until you do, you'll never be a haunter. You'll never you just do it. Uh, there really is no secret. It's not like I can sit down and say, well, you got to do this and you got to do that. Yeah, It's like, no, you just – you make the decision. You want to make it happen. Start off as a yard haunt. Start off as a home haunt. Start off as a charity haunt. I don't care. I mean, even if it's just a small walkthrough or something they drive by, it doesn't matter. Do something. Do something. Start yep. Yeah. Oh, you, you can't get going unless you get started. Correct. And and I mean, for a lot of people, that's the hardest part is the getting started. Yeah. Is you know because it is it's it's I want to do this big thing, but I don't know all the little tiny steps and little tiny pieces. To then take this idea and then turn it into a big thing, and that's kind of where where you know the three of us got started with this podcast mm-hmm. is, you know we we've kind of built out all of our stuff and it's like okay well how do how, how do we do this and you know trying to basically back mm-hmm. create and figure out how to, how do we go and and create this big thing and walking through these little steps, but again so much of it is just take that first step and then you just kind of keep walking. And I, I love that, you know, your one of your goals is uh, for the chamber of haunters is to create content for people to use as a reference point and to, to have that as a, you know, where, where do you get started? Well, you know, you, you can only use Google so far before it's like, okay, I yeah. really need something that's like consistent or, you know, a lot of things in one place really make that so much easier when you are just getting started or, I've been doing the same type of haunt for, for 15 years and I want to try something different, but what, you know, where, where do you go to get those ideas and, you know, where, how do you share these ideas? You know, the industry kind of goes both ways of everybody being super secretive and we don't like other other yeah. haunters to come in cause they'll steal our ideas. It's like, it's the haunt industry. Everything we do is in the best way possible, <laughs> repetitive and iterative. <laughs> I mean, well, that's the people- haunt. Well, I've even heard people say, you know, it's like uh, you should take it as a sincere form of flattery if somebody takes <laughs> the idea you had, because obviously, yeah, it worked. It that's why they took it. Yeah, this is a great idea. <laughs> Nobody out there stealing bad ideas. Or they took you an know? idea that didn't work for you, but that somebody else looked at it and went, "I know how to make that work. Sure. I, I, yep. I, I see what you were trying to do here. It didn't quite work." I know how I can make Here, this. Here's work. a couple of things we could tweak to make it work. Right. Well, and then find out, yeah. hey, maybe that what doesn't work. And then you've yeah. still added more knowledge, more experience, and more opportunities into the industry. Well, and, and the thing, too, and this is a pure example of that. Uh, Bob Hershey Jr., who he is my first vice chair. Like I said, his father, Bob Hershey Sr., was the one who, like I said, gave me one of my first starts. As far as 12 years ago, I did the Haunt Reader. Like I said, it was thanks to him. I, I thank him for getting to where I am now today. Because um, if I wouldn't have had that start, I don't know that I've gotten this far as far as creating the chamber and having my own haunt attraction. And, you know, just everything where I've gotten, I really feel like it was him giving me my first start 12 years ago doing that, you know, rating haunt attractions and befriending me and 
and giving me pointers and tips as I went along. And now that he's retired, um, his son's taken over, and his son's become a really good friend of mine. I value uh, his friendship. And like I said, he has, uh, and I, I won't go into it because, like I said, it's one of those things where, uh, you know, I'll, if he ever wants to share it with the world, I'll let him. But he has new things he's doing with his hayride that I've never seen done before. Just crazy things, movements of different things that I, I can't fathom. And uh, like I said, he's talked to me about it. And obviously, I've kept that in confidence. I mean, he t- he'll talk to people about stuff, but once again, I won't share with the whole world because that's for him to share. But as far as what you're talking about, you know, he shared with me how he does some of the things, and I want to do that on a different level with with my walking attraction. You know, I'm thinking, okay, I don't want to do that with a with a wagon, but that would be something great if I could make the same kind of things happen in a room to mm-hmm. people, you know, to mm-hmm. blow their mind. So it's like. You know, that's where you're talking about where like you see one and you're like, okay, I can't do that because one, I may not be as sophisticated as he is to do that or uh, I may not have the mind like he does to pull that off, nor do I have a Honda Hayride. But, it, you know, this idea may work in a different format or a similar mm-hmm. format in a different way. So, once again, that's what we should be looking at is, you know, how can we help each other? I mean, once again, my idea may not work for the next person, but what if it gets the wheels turning on how to improve theirs in a different way? And that's right. how we should be thinking is how can we help each other? Because once again, I mean, if my haunt is as good as it hopefully is, I would hopefully send it to the next people and say, if you, if you thought this was good, go right. check out these people. Yes. You know? Yes. And that's how it should be. Um, yeah. And the one thing I'll share, and I, I hope it's not getting off track, but this is the one thing, too, that really blows my mind. My mind. You know, I, I've, I've come to realize the unique perspective I had when I did haunt, haunt ratings and reviews I was much different than many of the ones that are out there or were out at the time in that I had two different perspectives. I had that of the behind the scenes, having had a family who owned one. So I I knew what went on um, and I knew how hard it was. Plus, I had the perspective of the customer. So that made me unique in that aspect. But the one thing that always blew my mind was how uh, some reviewers could trash attractions so hard. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that really frustrates me. It's I, disappointing. Well, it is because I've always had the theory. Now I've gotten bashed for this, but I don't care because I'm I'm my own bird of a feather <laughs> or whatever. I'm the kind of person where I never give a negative review. And I know people knock that because they're like, "Well, you're not telling the truth." It's like, no, I'm telling everybody what I found to be the positive parts. The negative parts I save for a private a private opportunity between me and mm-hmm. the owners because the one thing I've learned as well two things. One, nobody, no attraction opens up to be crappy you know whether or not they are that's a different story but they don't open <laughs> up for that purpose yeah. you know what i'm saying i mean yeah you sure know, whether they are not yeah i'm not going to debate that but but nobody nobody can tell me that they open up a haunted attraction put all that work money and effort into it blood sweat tears to make it crappy or make it bad nobody does that you do it for the love of it now once again everybody's at different stages of learning different stages of operation and that's what a lot of reviewers don't realize. And that's what gets me a little upset because, like I said, I don't give a negative review. I will point out the positive. Like, here's what went well. Here's what I liked. And then I'll give them a true, like, like I do pumpkins and skulls. I do, like, five pumpkins and then the skulls, like, sure. exceptional. So I'll do something like that. So I'll give them a true rating. Like, I'll say, you know, you were three out of five pumpkins, you know, or, or two out of five or whatever. But I'm not going to go bash because the other thing I've learned is if you tell everybody where the negative parts are, guess what they're going to look for? They look for it, right? Correct. You've now put that in their mind, and every year they come, if they come more than once, 
they're never going to not look for that. They're going to always yeah. be like, okay, yeah. you know, are the actors like this? Are they doing this? At, at this one place, are they doing this? And so now you've made them think. And I tell people that's the most dangerous thing you can make a customer do is think. It's <laughs> the most dangerous thing. If you're, if you're able to entertain them, whether you scare them or whether you make them laugh or cry or whatever, you entertain them. But as soon as you make a customer think, that's the most yeah. dangerous thing that anybody can ever do because now they're not they're not preoccupied with am I getting scared? They're like, okay, oh, you scared me, but I knew you're going to be there because the guy that I read his 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 review for said mm-hmm. you're going to be there, but you're not that good, and he's right. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's what we're always talking about that suspension right? of disbelief, and the moment that you do something True. That takes people out of that suspension of disbelief ruins the entire attraction for them for the rest of the night and those but in those negative reviews those you know nitpicky oh well this 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 these were all things that were done wrong and oh somebody left their coffee cup that's all somebody's gonna you're you're now not walking through for the sake of being scared (laughs) you yes your white tennis shoes john remember (laughs) yeah but but the minute that you know you as a reviewer or you as a patron who's posting about it start pointing out all the things that you hated and that went wrong you know anybody coming to that anybody who's already seen that that's all they're going to look at they're going to miss everything else you know that was awesome an absolutely fantastic haunt but you know there were three things because it's a show, it's a production. I have never, ever, 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 ever done any production ever that has gone off start to finish without <laughs> something right. going wrong at some point. And the whole way that that works and you pull it off as a performer and as, you know, a, a pre- presenter is not telling anybody that. <laughs> We don't tell people when we lit the set on fire because the flash pot was overfilled. Right. The actors played it off perfectly, so we just assume that that's and treat it as if it that was, was supposed the plan. to happen. That's right. <laughs> 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 I just like on fire when the flash pot. That's all it is. Right. Um, you're right though. I, How much do you miss if you're just looking for the negatives? Absolutely. You're totally right. You You walk in... You walk in to be disappointed at that point, and there's nothing that any any haunt, any any actor can do that's going to change your mindset because you've already decided that well, this is a crappy one, even though it really isn't. But it had you know two. Th- you've already walked in, you know, expecting it, mm-hmm. and it it really it's is, it is it is damaging. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Well, it's, it's a huge hurdle. I mean, I don't know how many overcome that. You know, I just. And that's why I don't understand. I mean, I, I, and I get that if, if it doesn't suit you, that's fine. I mean, not every attraction is going to suit every person. That's that's, and I, I tell people that's not the problem I have. I don't have a problem that someone didn't meet your expectations. What I have a problem with is that you go out of your way to bash them. Now, granted, I mean, that's how our society is. I mean, you have a bad experience. You you're about. I mean, you yell at everywhere. When that experience happens, you'll call, you'll call, and and you'll you'll make the complaint, or you'll go on Facebook and you'll type up this long, you know, spiel of all oh, these people and da da da, and they're terrible. But you have a good experience. Uh, no there's very few that go on there and say, oh, this was great because it, it just. It, I don't think it's because people don't want to. I think they they had such a good time. That's what they wanted. That you delivered, so they're good. But if you don't deliver, then they're like, okay, well, now you yeah. didn't deliver, so now I've got to go above and beyond. And say something, but people don't think, hey, maybe I should tell my story that I liked it, you know, so people can know that it is good, you know, mm-hmm. but not a lot of people think of that because when yeah. you're satisfied, you're satisfied and you can move on. But when you're not satisfied, 
You need to find a way to make yourself satisfied. And the only way to do that is, is by bashing the people. Now I'm satisfied. I can move on. Right, <laughs> right. I, I got back what, what, what I perceived that was taken from me by, you know, I didn't enjoy myself, so I'm going to make sure that yeah. they know it. Yeah, and, and for me, I look at it this way. It's like it, it is really hard to get yourself out of that mindset of attack mm-hmm. when, you've, when you've been disappointed. But part of that is also just going in and remembering you're here to be entertained. You know, this isn't house hunting where you walk in and you're actively looking for all the flaws. You're not yeah. going to live in the haunt. Right? Yeah, you're not. So you don't have to go look for all of the flaws and all everything. You just have to go in and, and and enjoy yourself. And then, and I think that's also something that's it takes practice for people yeah. to do. And a lot of people forget that it does take practice. It does take thought of like I'm just gonna come and enjoy myself. Or you know, it, okay, maybe maybe this haunt isn't my thing. Like, yeah. I, we we keep bringing up the steampunk thing because I'm a diehard steampunk fan, and I've been oh, trying awesome. to get these two to let me do anything steampunk at all ever. And the closest I've gotten is we've got a single <laughs> set in the era of, but it isn't actually steampunk. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but hey, you're but, close. You know, That's what matters. <laughs> I, 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 I got at least part of it, so I can I can play with the rest. She's but, determined yeah. to wear us down. Yes, I will. You're right. But uh-huh. I, you know, I know if I drug them to a steampunk haunt, they would enjoy themselves because it's a haunt. But yeah. you know, steampunk's not their thing. But it's totally <laughs> my thing, so they'd spend half their time giggling about how excited I am going right. through the whole. <laughs> Just going through Pretty it. much. <laughs> because for me, that is awesome, and I love it, and I love that your your haunt is a steampunk haunt. So I just, <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 like I said, I'm very excited about it. I just, I, like I said, and, and it was just funny because honestly, I, I didn't originally plan on going that route when I, before mm-hmm. I chose it. I just, I wanted to go a different route, and it wasn't until I finally um, came to the conclusion that that was the route I really wanted to go. And because I, I, for me, I wanted something unique, but something I could take anywhere I wanted to. You mm-hmm. know, I wanted that ability that, that I really could get crazy or weird with it. And and the nice thing is with this, because the way I have it is the whole backdrop is I have I really believe. And once again, other people have taught this and I'm a firm believer in it. But you sort of create a backstory, you know, because you, you, you I, I love having characters yep. like I like to like to write. And so like this uh, gives me more creative ability, like I can really create and be unique. And so I create a character, Dr. Gearsworth, and. You know, he comes from, you know, obviously, like I said, the backstory he comes from Germany, and he comes over, and he he's a, uh, a scientist over there and a well-known one, and you know, he goes through and he's trying to find the cure for for death is what why I have it going, and and so he gets so de- enveloped in it that the laboratory he's working at they pretty much say no more, and the country pretty much says you're out of here, and he flees to here, the United States, you know, obviously, you know, the land of the free, uh, so we're here to come, <laughs> so you know, he, <laughs> you know, that's what. So anyway, he comes here and and you know and, and pretty much I use my land and say you know hey he gets his home and 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 does it undercover in the back and he builds his laboratory and so I have three the next it's not very big but I have three attractions and my whole thing is while I don't have the the major size I'm living it in the land I found a way to lengthen it by time and that's why I did a hybrid haunted attraction escape um, mm-hmm. where. I have what's called the nightmare grounds where you start and the nightmare grounds is where like all his creations or all his experiments are. And he puts them out there and sort of keeps them, you know, enveloped in that little land there. And they go through and try to traverse that. And then they end up in the laboratory, which is lab X and they end up in there. And that's the hybrid 
escape where they get mm. in there and it's part of a, a haunted attraction and then it gets to a point where they get enclosed and I'm the one of the characters and I, I do a little show and, and then I, I lock them in and say, okay, if you can get out of here, you know, you're all good to go. I, I align. But anyway, point I'm like, you got to get out of here. And I, I run off to another room and lock them in and, and they got to find different clues and do different escapes to be able to get through. And they get back like about 10 minutes. It's, it's a short one. Just once again, mm-hmm. enough to lengthen it. Um, but they get 10 minutes and then they hopefully get out. They don't, you know, then I, I unleash creatures on them, you know, from the nightmare grounds. And if they make it through, then they get back to me and I send them on through, through my cemetery where I've buried a lot of the dead bodies that I hope to use in my experiments. Da, 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 and, and I have different things in there and then they leave. And, but like I said, it turns it from a, what could be a five minute attraction into 15, 20 minutes, mm-hmm. uh, just by, by, and this is the kind of things we, especially going back to the chamber, we want to teach is how to do things when you're limited. Yeah. Um, instead of being, instead of looking at your mind and saying, Oh, well, I'm limited in land or I'm limited on time. It's like, well, this is where you got to be creative. What can you do to change that? And mm-hmm. that's the kind of message I brought into my home, into my haunt, uh, is, is why I'm limited in the land I have. I hope someday to purchase more and have more. But right now, I'm limited in the land I have. So I'm like, I've got to be different. I'm like, what am I teaching everybody? Why am I not doing it? So that's why I created the hybrid. And it's all based on the steampunk theme and stuff like that. And, so yeah, I mean, my I had my steampunk outfit. My wife had it, and my my sister she helped with it, and she had hers, and it was it was awesome. And like I said, I'm still building designs and trying to make it look look like the steampunk. So it's it's really going well. I'm hoping next year will be even better. And I've already got a whole bunch of different props and stuff that I've, I've purchased that I think will go well with it. So I'm excited for for next year, uh, even more so. Uh, like I said, the crowd loved what I did this year, and I had I just I didn't only had so much this year from last year, so Next year should be even better. So, like I said, hopefully it all works out. But I'm excited about. It. I, I love, I love the steampunk theme. I love the clothes. I like the era kind of thing. And and like I said, I can take it anywhere. You know, with with the kind of backstory I have, mm-hmm. I mean, I can really go anywhere I want, which is what I love because I don't have to be bound or capped by a ceiling. I can go anywhere right. I want with it. Yeah, that's one of the things we did with the our, the haunt that we're doing, Sanguine Creek. Is we have it set in a particular time zone, but I've actually written piecemeal backstories going back 200 years and it's pretty easy to write one going forward 100 years as well and just you know so even if we decide okay this is what we were doing now you know we've got the ability to play with the idea and the themes like okay maybe one year we're going to have a carnival on the grounds and it's going to be a haunted carnival Mm -hmm. and just being able to utilize one primary concept but being able to draw in all these different offshoots correct yeah, I like that. Like I said, that's that's what it's all about. We gotta just you know change it up, and that's why the backstory, at least for me, is so important because you can always go different ways with it and change it up, and mm-hmm. you know it's it's hard to change when you get so big. It's hard to change what you have, but if you're able to take your backstory differently, you can rearrange some things and change it up to a way that makes it at least somewhat different every mm-hmm. year, mm-hmm. Uh, even if you have some stationary things that you can't always move around because it's gotten so big there's other ways to do it and once again that's that's the kind of things we want to promote and so I'm, like I said, I'm using sort of what i'm trying to do with my haunt as as a guide for others too especially those new newer ones and beginners who are like well how do i do this you know i'm limited on land or i only have so much time or i you know i have a theme but i'm not sure like we, we try to help with with that and so it's it's uh, yeah i think it's it's great uh whenever people can take that and try to be unique and different 
and try to expand because that's that's what really brings out the creativity instead of just saying, well, I'm just going to leave it like this. It's successful. Just everybody loves it. I'm going to keep it like this every year. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, hopefully people don't do that. I've, I've gone to some that do that. You know, it is what it is. I mean, there's still good haunted attractions, but, you know, it, it's something It's hard for me to go back year after year when I – whenever you go back three years when in a row, you've seen it's it all. the same stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's hard. <laughs> okay, we are getting pretty close to the hour mark, so – if people want to learn more about Chamber of Haunters, they want to join Chamber of Haunters, where can they find you? Yeah, so for the Chamber of Haunters, uh, it's www.chamberofhaunters.com. And they go there, and there's a membership area. They go in there, and they'll ask them a couple questions. They'll fill it out, and it'll take them actually to a link towards our Haunt Pay area that we use, because obviously we use Haunt Pay, uh, where you can actually sign up and, and purchase your membership. Um, just so everybody knows, I'll put this really out there real, real quick. Everybody who, who joins and they pick up their membership before 2021, they get whatever's left of 2020. So like I said, I know there's not much left, but they get they pay now. They get that until December 31st of 2021. Nice. So I just tell everybody, you know, we, we started that last year, the beginning of last year. We extended memberships at that point from, the, you know, from then until again in December 20, 2021. So, uh, like I said, I know we're not, there's not much left, but once again, to even get a month or a month and a half or whatever it is left uh, of time, you know, still, I mean, you're still getting some kind of benefits from 2020 as well as the 2021 benefits. But, but yeah, um, that's where they would go. They'll go ahead and, and pay. And then we send out, uh, like I said, welcome packets. Once we, we do everything, we get their address and mail and welcome packets and their cards and certificates and everything like that. And then, like I said, we create logins for them uh, so they can enter the members' website, part of the website. So, yeah, so like I said, that's where they would go to find us. Plus on Facebook, which is Chamber of Haunters on Facebook. Uh, so if they want to go and follow us there and like us, uh, that, that's where we keep a lot of updates. Plus Instagram. We are on Instagram. So uh, both methods are, are ways to find us on social media. Perfect. And definitely check out the description of the podcast because there will be links to all of those right there in the description, easy for all of our listeners to find. And because you are listening to this podcast and because Rob and the board are very, very generous, they have offered a discount to all the haunting you listeners to get $15 off when you nice. sign up. Uh, just enter the code haunting you when you do the sign up and you can you can save a little bit of money. Plus, do it now and get a free month, as Rob just said, for 20, right. for the rest of 2020. Uh, so now is the time to do it if you want to take advantage. That's right. And, of course, if you want to find an easy place to find that, uh, you can check out our website at hauntingyou.podbean.com, where Chamber of Haunters is on our sponsors page as well as on our promotions page. You can find the code there as well. Okay, what did we forget? <laughs> <laughs> you want to you go through social media real quick? Never. But let's do okay, it anyway. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm ready now. Got, got a drink. I was gonna what? say you, you were going pretty good there for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I've been trying to make up for you not being here, John. I appreciate that. <laughs> so, John, or where else could our listeners find us? Uh, you can definitely do it on Twitter at Haunting Univer One, uh, Haunting U N I V E R One. Um, you can also find us on Instagram. Search for at Haunting University. Uh, what's the Facebook one, Kay? That's Facebook.com slash Haunting You. Unless you want to check out what Sanguine Creek Estates is doing, then that's Facebook.com slash SCE Haunt uh, to keep up on everything that the haunt itself is doing. 
which this time of year is going to be very festive and colorful and <laughs> less scary, but hopefully still bringing in lots of uh, lots of donations for the Southern Maryland Food Bank. Yes. Opening here in just a couple of days, if I can get the rest of the lights up. You got everything programmed? Days. Everything's programmed. I just got to get it set up. <laughs> well, at least you don't have to set it up and then program it. Right. True. <laughs> That's <absolutely> backwards. <laughs> All right. So, Rob, any last thoughts you want to leave our listeners with? Um, once again, I just want to thank everybody for letting me be on today. We look forward to the partnership with uh, Haunting You. We're really excited as, as the chamber. Um, and once again, we, we look forward to anybody who joins here in the future. Like I said, it's a, a great opportunity to become part of a, a national family. Like I said, we're here to help everybody. Uh, we're all all the same boat here, all trying to make it in this industry and work together. But once again, I feel when you're doing it with family, you can do it a lot better. So once again, we hope that people that are listening will hopefully join up. They're more than welcome to reach out to me. I'll just put this out there, chamberofhonors at gmail.com. Uh, that's the email, and that will reach straight to me. So they're more than welcome to to contact me. We'll talk. And like I said, uh, you know, I'm, I'm there for anybody. Once again, it's you know, this is a family affair, so we, we want to make sure that people understand that we are there for each other. And any way that we can help, we definitely will. So once again, like I said, thank you for letting me be on here and for partnering with us. We're very excited for this opportunity to grow together and uh, learn together and and help uh, the industry to grow and respect each other even more. So thank you so much. It's definitely a totally. pleasure. You know, we we are building our haunted house live here on the podcast. So, I mean, obviously we are all about networking and sharing ideas and uh, helping everybody grow together. So um, we see this partnership with chamber of haunters as just the next step, the next way that we can do that to hopefully an even wider audience. So thank you for reaching out to us and, uh, and proposing this. We are, uh, we are very excited to, to grow over this next year as well. Thank you. Les, John, any any closing thoughts? Just uh, we're really excited to be working with you guys and working with your entire organization. Um, just you know, in in the research that we've done and in talking to you and listening to what your goals are and what your hopes are for the industry and where we can be supportive and and really build it out. It really does align with what we here at Haunting You are are hoping for as well. Totally. Awesome. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. The other thing I would let you know too, because I don't know if you know this, but uh, another one of our partners is uh, the Texas Honors Convention. Oh, I um, wanted to talk about that. Think you want to talk about it real quick? Yeah, can I? Can I? I'm sorry. I, no, please, please. I, I had yeah, it on my list and forgot to yeah, get to it. Yeah, so the the Texas Honors Convention, like I said, there are there are our we we are their partner in as far as conventions go. Uh, obviously, there are, are a few conventions out there, but Texas Honors Convention they started about two years ago. This this year, 2020 was their second year. And I think they were the one of the only ones, minus Hong Kong, because Hong Kong happened before the yep. pandemic, and I did go to that. But, yeah, Tickets and Horrors Convention, uh, they became our, our partner as far as the conventions go. We still promote other conventions, but Tickets and Horrors Convention is our convention. It is the chamber-sponsored convention that we ask our members to attend. And, like I said, I know it's Texas, but uh, it's Texas. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, like I said, I mean, you know, I know it's far, but it's a great place. I've been to it a couple times. But the, like I said, the, the people at, at Texas Honors Convention are amazing. I've, I've got to speak with a lot of the board, and I, I actually I know one, a, a two of them on a, on a more personal level. They, they're Scott and Lanell Freeman. Like I said, amazing people. Just I met them at HauntCon, and that's how that that partnership started. Was by a by a uh, Sue Jones Gray, who's our secretary, introducing me to them. And I mean, I, I thank Sue over and over for that because now we have them as a partner and 
we look forward to years to come with growth with them as well. So, I mean, like I said, we've been very fortunate in the partnerships that we've been able to get with people because, like I said, we, we, we didn't know, being a new organization, how many people would see the value of what we're trying to promote or the goals and missions we, we want people to also have as their goals and missions. Um, and so it, it's been very positive, and it's been a, a very wonderful and awesome thing to watch on, on this end of it watching something that you wanted to bring to life for so many years and seeing it come to life and seeing people find that value uh, and want to be a part of it too, not just find the value, but wanting to work with you and be a part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, the Texas Convention, like I said, they're all wonderful people. I've gotten to talk to them, and I, did, uh, I didn't get to go this past year because unfortunately our, our governor had told us we left. We'd have to quarantine 14 days, mm-hmm. and I yep, could yep. not afford to do that. Uh, I work for myself, but I have to work too. I can't survive with that least amount of pay. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I didn't get to go, but they did allow me to. I had classes I didn't teach. And I taught virtually. So I at least got to participate. But next year, I look forward to going there. But it's uh, I don't know the exact dates. I, I know it's I think it's in July. Uh, but if you go to Texas Honors Convention, I think it's dot com. You should be able to see the dates and stuff like that. But like I said, I mean, they're our partners as well, and, and, and they're wonderful people. Uh, and we're excited, like I said, to attend next year and be a part of it. Uh, now that we know how to operate in this uh, pandemic, hopefully, you know, it'll be even more successful. They did even well. They did well this past year, from what I was told. I think the attendance was down a little bit, but not by much, which is great during a pandemic to still have the kind of attendance they had. And they were able to social distance, not just the people, but the vendors. They mm. the, the place they were at gave them more space at the last minute. So they were able to add more vendors in and still social distance and sanitize and follow all the guidelines and, and keep it safe. Um, so, like I said, just goes to prove that, that we can operate in a pandemic. It's not easy, but <laughs> we can do it. Um, and so I was grateful for them. Because like I said, I know we went back and forth a lot trying to figure out are they going to have it or are they not. So, yeah. So, I'm like I said, Texas Arts Convention, uh, please have people check that out, um, any listeners or whatever, to, to go there. Like I said, they're our, our, our premier convention partners, and we're grateful to have them as well. Awesome. Awesome. And we'll also see if we can get to the convention, maybe do a live broadcast from the convention next year. That'd be yeah, awesome. Yeah, so cool. Can. I mean, That'd yeah, be awesome. Well, like, trust me, they'll – They'd love to have you there, and I'm sure that if you give them convention, you know, uh, news and stuff throughout the whole thing, I, they'd love to have you because that would be great for them. So yeah, yeah, we're looking forward to this. And it'd be great for us too. It'd just be a lot of fun. I missed out on the fun. I heard about it. But I missed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, awesome. All right, Rob. Thank you so much for your time. We really appreciated having you on. Absolutely. Thank you all so much. Thanks, Rob. Thanks, Rob. We'll be in touch. Appreciate all right. Thank it. you. Right. Bye. Bye-bye. So, what were your impressions? I think there's a lot of good potential here. Yeah, I agree. And I, I, I think that, you know, definitely as we, there's definitely some content that we need to start creating outside of the podcast. I, I, yeah. I was just thinking, I kind of like the idea of incorporating a Chamber of Haunters uh, segment into an episode. Mm-hmm. So, if they yeah. have stuff that they want to push like out to do. members. Yeah. And not just members, or just like, you know. No, I think definitely adding in a Chamber of Haunters um monthly update or you know what what do what do they have going on but Um, yeah i i agree i've been thinking it a lot of the podcasts that are successful have specific segments that reoccur so i've been trying to find something so i think this this could work all right 
Well, I think it is a good time to wrap it up then. <laughs> I think that's as good a wrap up as any right there. <laughs> see a problem with that? Uh, yeah, I mean, we just gave our social media plug, so I don't think we even need to do that again. So no. I think we just say from all of us here at Haunting You, welcome to the Chamber of Haunters and happy haunting. Haunting You is a production of the Rocky Mountain Home Haunters, LLC. All audio clips and sound effects are used under a Creative Commons attribution or public domain license from Purple Planet Music at www.purple-planet.com or the Sound Bible at soundbible.com. Please see our Facebook page for more information on all the clips used in this episode. Haunting University can be reached via Facebook at www.facebook.com slash haunting you with the letter U or on Twitter using the handle at haunting univer one that's haunting u-n-i-v-e-r one be sure to check out our new page on Podbean at www.hauntingyou.podbean.com Wah.